0: all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. God
1: gave me, He held my hand in some of the biggest violations of my whole life. And He held my hand and walked me through it, where I could have got stuck and stuck in bitterness and never got out. He got me out of some tight places and I had to let go to get there. I pray that you get the grace to do it if you're stuck. I didn't say it didn't hurt now, I didn't talk crazy. And I'm not telling you life's fair, That is not, I'm not even attempting to tell you that. I'm telling you the way to get out of here alive is to forgive. Don't you want forgiven? I do, I want forgiven. You want people to forgive you, don't you? Of course, you do. I hope so. We got to forgive to get out. Number 16, 1645. Go ye up from among this congregation that I may consume them as in a moment. And they fell on their faces. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer and put fire therein from off the altar and put it on incense and go quickly unto the congregation and make an atonement for them for the wrath of the for there is wrath gone out from the Lord and the plague has begun they cursed themselves and went back into sickness and disease by their actions god's original plan was to bring them out of egypt with no lame no sick among them it is always the will of god to be healed now, I realize that not everybody gets healed. And I was just telling uh, somebody tonight, I was watching Andrew Walmack here last week, and he said that he talked to Oral Roberts about healing. And because everybody did not get healed that Andrew prayed for, and Andrew prays for a lot of sick people, I and mean, that's one of the things he does. And he said, Oral told him, he says, because Andrew didn't want to pray anymore because he didn't feel like everybody was getting healed. Oral told him, I've laid hands on hundreds and thousands of people in my lifetime. He says, and not everybody gets healed, but a lot of people do. He says, are you going to deny all them other people because not everybody gets healed? I can tell you, when, when you lay hands on people to get better, unless the Lord tells you as a preacher, you don't know if they're mad at their mother. You don't know if they're in unforgiveness. You don't know nothing unless the Lord tells you. So what you do is you pray for the sick because the Bible just said pray for the sick. That's all it said. It didn't say to quit if it didn't work. It said pray for the sick. And the ones who are there and can get it will get better. The truth is God wants you whole. But I could not continue to do what I was doing and be whole. There are things that you have to sever in your life to enjoy the benefits. It might be forgiving someone. It might be changing your eating habits. It might be you got to start exercising whether you like it or not. It's not like you want to. If you, be honest with you, this I'll just spare my heart. If you ask me if I could work all day or exercise, I work all day. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was great. It's just God altered my life a little bit, so now I got to go to gym and I, I really would rather work than go work out. I don't know if you understand that or not, but it just, it's just how I'm wired. I'd rather do something that was constructive and work than I would go you know, one, stand in one place, you know? You just, just stand there. Oh, you know, we're going, you know? How do you, it doesn't even make sense some days, but you gotta do it whether you like it or not because that's what you gotta do to survive. Now, if I don't strand and run in one place, I might not finish the race. See, so my love to do what God, I want to do what God wants me to do. So I'm willing to do what I don't like to do so I can complete what he wants me to do. You are responsible for that. You're responsible to treat yourself a certain way. So you, you have to arrange your schedule. You have to arrange your eating. You have to arrange your time to pray. You have to arrange that you're, if you need time to pray and you're married and you don't see your kids till five o'clock, you gotta get up five o'clock in the morning to pray and be with God an hour so you can be with your wife at night and do that job too and be a good dad. You might, well, I don't wanna get up early. I don't know what to tell you. That's what you gotta do to make this work. You gotta do what you gotta do so when you get home, you got what you need for them too. I don't think most people like to do half the stuff they gotta do. I think you just gotta do it. You realize I went from a totally different lifestyle to having to exercise, change what I eat, reprioritize my whole life. I'll tell you, I said this to you before, it was so bad that the first year I left the basement door open in the church most of the time. The one outside, I couldn't stand to be indoors. They thought I was crazy. I got the basement door open, it's winter time, in the basement of the church. Freezing outside. I needed some outside air. I wasn't used to being in a building all the time. I didn't care if it was cold or not. I needed some air. I needed to feel like I was I spent my whole life outside almost. And to go in that building like to kill me for a while. I needed to have some air, and I had to gradually adapt, change my life to conform my life to do the will of God. Am I making sense to anybody in here tonight? You know, you can't you're not going to be able to just go along and get there. You're going to have to change. If you want to do what God wants you to do, you will have to you have to say not my will father, but thine be done. Thine be not my will father. I'm going to do what I don't want to do so I can do what you want me to do. I've never seen anybody that, that's successful for God that didn't have to pick up a cross. Death to what you want so somebody else can get what they need. In other words, if you start leaning to the flesh, everything you were is willing to take you back. Every pound is willing to come back. Every mental torment is willing to come back. Every undisciplined action where you don't do nothing is willing to come back. Every thought of sex, sin, drinking, coke, whatever it is you just do or don't do, it's all there. Sin lies at the door. That's what Cain was told by God. Sin lies at the door. Everything you were at any time is willing to take you back. I know I'm making a provision to mess up, but that's faithfulness to me is when you know you're flaky and you still keep trying. Like Peter, he was a liar and he denied Jesus, but he kept following. He wasn't perfect, but he kept following. I'm not pushing disobedience, uh, flakiness. I'm just telling you faithfulness is greater than all those things. So God warned me, I have lots of stuff like that. You know, it's funny. When I was younger, I used to think, well, them people spiritual. Boy, they're really something. When I looked at how much maintenance he's given me to keep me straight, I think glory to God. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Well, the stuff he does to make sure you fly right To him who is able to keep me from falling. Hallelujah. To him who is able to keep me. You know, you'd like to think you did it because you were strong. But I like now I know I do it because he's strong. He keeps me. I don't keep myself. So if I follow him, I got the grace. If I get out of him, I don't have it anymore. And I can tell you as a spiritual leader and a pastor, if I spend too much time with people and not enough time with God, I'm not a good pastor or apostle. I need to spend time with God so I can help you. Because if I spend too much time with you, then I don't get what I need to help you. That's why Moses went to the mountain. That's why Paul said it's not good for us to wait on tables. We have to be in the Word and prayer and fasting because they had spiritual responsibility to take care of a lot of people. And you got to go hang out with God to do that. If you get too involved in the work, you don't have nothing but work. You don't have any power. You don't have any anointing. Looks good, but there's no power. Even the men—you got the men and women. You got—I think the women got to hang around God to be good mamas and wives. I think the men have got to hang around God to be good husbands. I think you need God to help you with your life. You know, many people have started out in church, got a little money, got a husband, got a wife, got whatever it is they was going to get from God. And when that happens, they start going this way. They start moving away. That's why once in a while, God got to let you get a little desperate. He's got to let you get a little desperate. So you want something. That's why God doesn't give you everything you want when you want it, because he's a perfect father. God knows how to keep you. I used to joke about it when I was learning to be a disciple, I'm not saying I, I know anything like now, but I know more than I did. I said, he keeps moving the cheese. I told my wife that for two years. Every time I thought I was gonna get to accomplish something, I'm telling you, he went like this, whoop. <laughs> and that cheese would go way up here, then i go over there. Little did I know he was moving me with what was in me that wasn't right. I was chasing for the wrong reason, but he was gonna let me wear out by moving it until I wore out and I did it for the right reason. He changes your motives. Sometimes when you can't get your hands on what you want, it's because he's changing the reason you want it. If he gave it to you, you wouldn't change, so he just takes that old fishing pole, just jerks it along (laughs) Oh, there he is, he's gonna move a little bit. He just keeps you moving until you become like him. He just keeps that fish and pole moving until you, be- and when you quit chasing it for ambition, and you quit chasing it for selfish gain, and you quit chasing it because you have a hole and you wanna be somebody, and you quit chasing it for all the wrong reasons, then you're like Moses, and you don't wanna do it anymore, and he's gotta tell you, I want you to. And you say, get somebody else because you know who you are not. You find out who you really are and you don't feel worthy to do it anymore. That's when you find out who he is and he asks you to do it. And you don't do it in your own power anymore. You don't do it for any satisfaction. You do it because he asked you to. Your motives change. It takes years to get what I'm telling you, and, and let you can speed it up because I'm teaching you what I learned. I didn't know this when this was happening. I just thought, wow, whew, this is hard stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kept moving the cheese. But that's why he said, come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. It's the, if you don't have any, if there's no following, there's no making.
0: along with finding out more about apostle joe Perosic, pastor rena Perosic, and mfc ministries that website address again is www.believeright.tv if you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information you can call us in the u.s at 00-1-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.